Welcome to the PropTech Podcast. It's Kylie Davis here, and I'm delighted to be your host as we explore the brave new world where technology and real estate collide. It's so great to have you here and to share stories of innovation and opportunity across real estate, property, and building services. And the aim of each episode is to introduce listeners to a PropTech innovator who is pushing the boundaries of what's possible across how we design, build, buy, sell, rent, and invest in property and all of the associated behavior and activities around that. Now, none of this would be possible without our sponsors. So a big shout out to the Direct Connect team, Making Moving Easy, Dynamic Methods, the innovators behind the Forms Live and RealWorks Forms, and the PropTech Association of Australia. Thank you for your support of the podcast. My guest in this episode is Sonia Markovich from an exciting new prop tech called Evertat, and they are making it easier to renovate and build homes using materials and services that are energy efficient and have strong green and strong health credentials. Evertat were the winners of the most innovative startup in the environment, social and sustainability category of the 2023 PropTech Awards, and it has a great story. Evertat was born from the pain that Sonia experienced personally trying to restore and renovate a Queenslander that had been damaged by a cyclone, an experience that she says was like studying for a PhD. And with a new rating system on the cards to be introduced for established homes around energy efficiency, it is an area that we are going to see experiencing exponential growth and demand. So here to tell us all about it, Sonia Markovich, welcome to the PropTech Podcast. Thank you so much, Kylie, for having me today. So I'm really excited to have you on the podcast today because Evertat were the winners of the Environment, Social and Sustainability Most Innovative Startup. So congratulations on that win at the PropTech Awards. Thank you so much. No, no, our pleasure. So let's kick off because um, I think you guys are working in such an interesting space and there's so much happening in there and I'm looking forward to talking about what some of that looks like as part of this interview. But what is the Evertat um, elevator pitch? Yeah, so Evertat empowers renovators and owners to create healthy, low-carbon and climate-resilient home improvements, retrofits and renovations. Um, so if you want, so it's similar to a service book for cars, but the Evitat logbook or e-logbook allows renovators basically to track and measure the good decisions and turn them into sustainable home value, good for people and the planet. And the platform includes also um, a renovator community, vetted responsible businesses, and enables really a circular ecosystem to educate and facilitate between growing demand and innovative, renewable and regenerative supply solutions. Awesome. So this is such an important part of, like, this is going to be so important going on, isn't it? Because at the moment or up until now, the way that we have renovated or upgraded property has been based on how can we make it worth more, but how can we ideally, you know, and what do we need to spend to do that? But it's really been around almost vanity or, or the perception of quality slash luxury. It's not been around the green credentials of things. Absolutely. Um, so I think in the last two decades, um, we have shifted our perception of homes to be um, around the bench tops and um, yeah, so Miller appliances. 
Yeah, I, I do pull that card all the time. Um, I think um, the thing is, um, I think there are a couple of um, um, contributions to it. It's also um, that we have um, been messaged something really, um, I, I think, in in a wrong sense, um, you know, to build by size, for example, you know, like um, a home. better multiple retreat rooms and parents retreats and kids uh, play areas and everything. Often enough, these spaces are completely unused in the end, you know, or mm -hmm. um, basically just, um, you know, being left as um, cluttered space, yeah. <laughs> uh, storage, nothing else. And, and I think, um, but we need to consider that um, each of these added spaces are in the end actually added material choices. And um, that contains a huge proportion of embodied carbon. And in future, we are going to face um, a lot of changes, in particular around properties, the way how, for example, we might get um, mortgages assessed and, and ability actually to, to access um, funds and um, the ability actually to, to get um, some um, credit loans and so on. So I think... Um, uh, on our insurance landscape is also changing with increasing climate risk. And all these considerations are, are going to happen at once. And this mm -hmm. is the time where we need to really think carefully, how do we renovate? How do we improve our homes? And maybe even reconnecting them to the, the bare essential and the purpose of homes. Um, we used to have homes really to to, you know, to live and to, to thrive as families or even as individuals. And, and we used to live far longer in these homes. Nowadays, it's all about resale value and um, quickly changing and, and turnovers and flipping properties. But it's also disconnecting us from, from the opportunity actually to create um, a community around us, a place actually where we feel really grounded. Mm -hmm. And I think that can add a lot um, into the, the well-being of our mental health as well. And um, I think reconnecting it um, to some sense of, um, yeah, the, the livability of, of these homes but also being very clear um, and more, I think, um, informed about, for example, material decision, um, home performance, what, what is actually a thermal comfort. It's not equal to your lounge and um, just being comfortable. And, and all these um, aspects actually matter. And I think in future, um, they will even matter more in, in the wake of climate change and therefore um, become act or probably even shift the values of homes towards mm -hmm. those ones um, which are more climate resilient and um, which don't actually are at risk um, to, to have massive uh, maintenance costs and ongoing um, costs in, involved in general. Yeah, so we learned that during COVID, didn't we, the importance of home being safe, like being a place where your family, you know, could be safe from the outside world and where you could, where you wanted to be. And we got a really clear understanding during that period and during all the lockdowns as to what a 
a healthy and a mentally healthy work, you know, living space was like compared to being, you know, in a, a small a small you know tiny unit or or things like that we saw really big uh differences in in how people coped during lockdown based on how safe and comfortable and secure they felt inside their home yes Um, yeah Yeah. I, i think that that really um emphasized on on the true purpose of homes and really um made people think And although um, we are halfway back to business as usual, but I think we shouldn't completely um, go down that pathway because the challenges we are globally facing are immense. And 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 I think um, it's really time to to take that part and and actually joining rather being a part of of, of the solution. And um, there are two factors, I think, on on a private level where you can make a big, big um, positive impact and contribute to um, to a solution around climate change. And that is um, what what you decide on your finances and how you invest. And the other part is um, the investment in your home and um, including all renovation choices because... Um, if you let's say if you don't extend um, massively your home size, um, you will immediately cut out probably twenty to fifty years of carbon um, emissions. And and I think um, to consider those kind of things also for for our kids, for future generations, and um, it's something which feels good. And I think we can build up on on that um, feeling and sentiment as well. Um, but in general, we need to make it visible, and that's exactly what, what we are working on um, with the e-logbook. Um, it allows actually to visualize these good decisions, and and that's ha- that in itself has a lot of value also for future buyers because they know exactly that this property has been de-risked and um, has added um, quality levels which other homes don't have. Right. So. So let's just pull apart because in the in the past when we've been renovating, well, I don't know about you, Sonia, but <laughs> the only thing more painful than buying or selling a property is renovating or building one, right? There, there is so many decisions you have to make. There's so many balls in the air and um, and price doesn't always determine quality. Like, in you know, it's, it's very easy to pay too much for things that are not worth it. It's very... Um, and it's very hard. Some it's very opaque sometimes to understand what the what the the quality, and especially the green quality or the energy efficiency quality of some things are in yeah. the space. How how is Evertat? How does Evertat work in helping renovators understand or builders understand that space? Yeah. So first of all, um, we are building a platform solution which which has. I think integrate uh, integrated um, circular business solution. So we are bringing in vetted responsible businesses who are committed to trust and transparency. Mm-hmm. So with with that element, um, we connect that to the logbook, 
and um, connect actually need your personal need and aspirations. Where do you want to see yourself if you're home, you know, in a few years? Or what is actually your need? You might have certain health aspects um, you want to attribute. Or you, um, you have more aspirations, you know, to really decarbonize with every step possible. Like all these things matter. So instead of going in into a very um, complex, let's say, modeling of homes with every single material choice, we have limited to those ones which we regard as sustainable and good. And that was developed um, with um, some really profound expertise um, from the industry side and um, allows us actually to, to track and measure um, in the sense around six core categories. So to, to simplify that process, it's around health, affordability, um, water and energy efficiency, comfort, social, environmental impact and carbon. And um, that allows us also to, uh, to understand where these needs are, where these aspirations are, and then connect with possible solutions. And um, with that, give, it gives also the opportunity to um, add continuously certain home improvements you have made or you are aware of, for example, from a previous owner. And um, if that has been, for example, processed through the platform, that information um, around material um, information, but also um, installer information, even installer certificates, warranties, all of this will be digitally stored in your logbook. And you are creating over time this repository around um, the information, um, how your home has improved in terms of your energy and water efficiency, um, but also how or which elements have contributed actually to decarbonize operational carbon or even um, in the best case possible, if you have chosen, for example, biomaterials for your home improvements or for an extension or something, that will also be captured and attributed to the, the general impact. So and that's really valuable information for a lot of additional stakeholders um, during renovation because you have um, finance partners, um, you have organizations who um, give you mortgages, um, you have insurances, and you have also local council. All of them are really interested in how you are making these better decisions. And that's exactly what we are extracting. Let me ask you a question. Are you happy with your current operational workflow? Are you really satisfied with printing, signing, scanning and emailing contracts and then having to wait days for them to be signed and returned? Well, I didn't think so. And I have some good news. There is a better way. Dynamic Methods is the team behind leading real estate industry tech platforms such as Forms Live, REI Forms Live and RealWorks. With a mission to make better happen, Dynamic Methods are dedicated to providing efficiency and productivity tools, boosting form technology to real estate agencies across Australia. Each month, 50,000 real estate professionals across 8,500 agencies from every Australian state and territory use Dynamic Methods form technology. 
empowering more than 7.2 million transactions a year. Dynamic Methods is also proud to host quality integrations with some of the prop tech industry's most powerful technologies, such as DocuSign, Secure Exchange, Equifax, and more, putting everything you need to get forms and contracts filled in, signed, verified, and exchanged into one easy platform. So if you're ready to ditch the pen and paper, make your agency look more efficient, head to dynamicmethods.com.au slash partners to learn more. So so who are your customers? Like, what's your business model? Is it something for B2C or is it something for B2B? How do you, how do you structure? Yeah, so um, we have been debating this for a very long time in the beginning. Right. <laughs> but um, as simple as that, um, I think... There's a real big um, black spot on residential, and it's really not easy to navigate. Um, it's still not easy and hasn't improved over years. And we think, um, and that's exactly why we are focusing largely at the moment in our communication towards the residential domestic market. We are, um, our direct customers are actually the suppliers and professionals because they become member of the platform and then we connect them through recommendations, the logbooks and and so on. Um, But the audience we are talking to are actually um, residential consumers. So Mm -hmm. we are um, empowering them, giving them um, value attribution to their decisions and um, and connecting them also with some benefits, um, maybe, you know, finance solutions, um, maybe in future, maybe um, also local government incentives. Um, there's also other opportunities to, to explore, but also the ability actually to understand, for example, um, what are high efficient um, and performing material choices, which come completely um untreated for example are really healthy for your home and for your family Um, so all these aspects play a role and we provide that information in in terms of webinars um, where we invite for example one responsible business but also always um, like a renovator or homeowner who has experienced that material or even renewable product solution and can actually talk about um, how it um, was, for example, during installation and even after that, um, how it changed maybe the comfort of the home or other aspects um, of needs and aspirations. Okay, so you're sort of B2B to C, but you're yes. talking to C's so, and funded by B. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> right. yeah, exactly. So it's um, on, on that side, um, it is also um, a one-to-many revenue model. So mm-hmm. there are aspects we are currently, like, of course, there's a membership fee, um, which is fairly straightforward, but there are certain aspects around data, for example, and that's what we are going to explore with, with the next stakeholders we are currently in, in talks. Um, for example, from the finance side, um, as well as um, there are early talks also in in the real estate sector um, and and other um, components. So that's a really interesting um, process and and possible also very interesting pilots to organize. So you guys are less than 
five years old, I'm assuming, because you won the startup category. How how old are you? What kind of inspired the the what inspired you getting it started? Tell us the story. Yeah. Um, so architecture was always something we were very interested in, although none of us has actually that pathway in, in their careers. Um, but we were working like 20 years earlier um, with a startup um, from the architectural side um, in Frankfurt. Um, and during that time, we also realized, for example, the pain points um, of architects, how to source and find the right um, fit outs and, and fittings. And, um, and they created actually a huge database, online data or digital database, um, around office solutions. And that was a very exciting um, an experience to, to work with them. And then um, when we moved to Australia, um, I was working briefly with Green Magazine and had this real deep inside view um, into the pain points of the residential um, consumer side. There was a real outcry um, to have more trust and transparency into the market and actually a better access even to, to understand what, what does the market even offer? Um, are there any, for example, green products and how can we even understand green products? What, what are they and how can we make the decisions around? So with that um, like um, information, there was already an, a certain idea in, in my head, um, but I think when the pandemic hit, um, so even previously, sorry, um, 2017, there was one event which put us actually directly into the renovator shoes. Um, we have a house in Queensland and it was very really badly damaged during a cyclone and we decided to build back better. And then uh, during that time, it felt pretty much as doing a PhD in all kinds <laughs> of things. Like, material compositions, energy efficiency, and I felt so overwhelmed. And coming with my background around user experience and system thinking, I'm like, why is it so difficult? Like, why, why do we make it actually so difficult for someone who wants to do a good thing and improve the quality of, of their homes um, to the point where people might even say, I don't care anymore, you know, <laughs> just leave it all completely to the builder and whatever he decides or, or she decides, you know, it, it will be accepted. And that's exactly the problem. A lot of people are not aware that, um, you know, when I hand over that decision point, it it won't be anymore in around my needs and aspirations. It will be all about, the profits I can generate as a builder. Mm -hmm. So I think that the, we need to come to, to a balanced um, point where um, I as an owner need still to have certain ownership um, around these decisions while also the builder plays a crucial part in the process, of course. So um, bringing that together is very powerful and can really enable a complete different way um, of looking at homes. And in particular, when we make these decisions to invest in renovation and in like, for example, what do we want to invest in? And we had, for example, um, 
a renovator from Perth and she made um, a very conscious decision to invest in wood fiber insulation untreated because of health reasons. And it's a huge investment to do compared to the standard material choices. But she made it up on, on that decision. It's better for her health. It's better for her kids' health. And she was adamant. Um, she really wanted to do this. So the builder had to be upscaled in the use of that material. But now he knows how to use it and can actually recommend it even to other clients. So there is a multiple effect um, we can utilize. And I think that's a really nice way to look into more regenerative um, material choices, biomaterial choices, and um, really decarbonize even the embodied carbon sector. And then capturing that information again in the logbook um, for future buyers, because um, it would be like fantastic if, if you know, for example, your home has is completely um you know, let's say um, there's nothing with asbestos. You know that um, every new corner um, has been chosen very carefully with natural um, regenerative materials, biomaterials, and, and so on, and there's nothing harmful in it. Mm -hmm. So there's a couple of things that I'm, I mean, there's a couple of things that this is is kind of bringing up. The first is is that I love your comment about needing a PhD in order to try and make these decisions because there's no owning a home is such an adult thing to do and there's so much homework required in just about anything that you have to do with it, isn't there? But at the same time, the cost usually of the mortgage or the fun financing to do this work takes up so much time in terms of work time that you usually don't have any spare time by the time you've, you know, dealt with a couple of kids and the shopping and, you yeah. know, cooking dinner and all of that sort of stuff that needs to and having a relationship with your partner and all these things that need to happen at the same time. <laughs> Who has time to do a PhD in renovating to be green? <laughs> exactly. And, and exactly. Yet, on the other hand, as a as a society, Australian homeowners are very keen on doing the right thing and because we know that because of the number of solar rooftop, you know, yeah. rooftop that we have, we're one of the highest per, per capita. So we, we know that there's a huge interest in it. If I go onto your website, what is the sort of thing that I see? What, what would, so I, I'm, a, I'm a homeowner who's thinking about doing some building work or upgrading my home. What, where do I get started? Yeah, that's that's a great question. <laughs> so first of all, I think it's an invite um, to understand what what global problem do we face and what role your decisions can make. I think um, it's an invite to to become part of that solution, and even if that means you are starting off, let's say with a solar system or you are interested in a hot water heat pump because you know your old hot water system is about you know to um, reach the limits all these things it doesn't matter if it's you know a major renovation or really one um, let's say one one um, heating or cooling solution which needs to be replaced um, all of these, aspects matter in the end and you can start off with one thing and you can basically um, 
look, for example, for responsible businesses even um, mentioned on the marketplace, you will be seeing um, these particular benefits. If you start, for example, a logbook, it will also connect you within the marketplace. Um, the, the certain products or material solution um, will be displayed as recommended in your logbook um, based on your needs or aspirations. So there's a vice versa um, connection so that you can make sense um, while you're getting educated what is actually a sustainable home. So it is um, reconnecting it to the right material or product choices as well as um, very soon also to the right professional um, in your area. So that's really that holistic system. And you can start off from the first small step if you want so. And even if that means you're just adding and logging, maybe one thing you have done in the logbook, that's enough to start off. I think it shows you immediately um, in, in the impact meter, you know, what it contributes to. And it creates this sentiment similar to when we um, added our solar system in Queensland. It wasn't just about the, the cost savings. That was, of course, one aspect which was also a decision driver. But the, the fact that we are basically harnessing a sun, um, sun's energy. And it felt so good in, in that moment. And, and I think these um, sentiments we can really use and create um, a large community who is prepared actually to play a significant part in that solution. So far, that conversation has been very um, driven, you know, by industry experts over years talking about, you know, how the industry can be actually um, the driver of solutions. But reality is it hasn't really um, changed much within the industry. And the industry hasn't actually shifted it to become an entire solution. We need both sides. We need the demand and the supply. And we need the professionals in as well. Because this is, um, I would say, a collective effort to really change the systems. And that's what, what we are hoping actually to enable and facilitate um, without um, making it too complicated, rather having actually a place to know um, these are fairly transparent um, material choices. I, I can see, for example, you know, through... The, the details, um, there's an extract of benefits, but I can also dive deeper if I want to, to see even the EPDs and all testing results and everything. Um, that gives me trust and transparency in that choice and decision, um, as well as learning, for example, what is the experience of um, homeowners who have used, for example, a product and, and I can make that very informed decision and either proceed with, with a certain um, decision or not. Yeah. But at least I have the feeling um, it's all about me and the ownership around it. And I don't necessarily need to install it. So mm -hmm. <laughs> I'll get the expert in. Um, and, and the same applies, I think, also, for example, if you go through goal settings in the logbook, 
you can have far better conversations even with, um, let's say, a designer, a building designer, or um, your passive house um, architect or the general architect around sustainable homes because it is shifting a little bit um, the conversation from, again, from some you know, very specific interior or exterior um, design elements really to comprehensive understanding and prioritization around sustainability and the needs embedded in it and aspirations. Yeah, I love that. I love too the fact that it's because, you know, one of the many conversations and, and listeners to the podcast know that my husband and I have had many domestics around for around renovating and building and buying and selling and all those sorts of fun things you do when you've been married for 30 years. Um, so, but but while you want to do the right thing, the question has always been, gosh, how much is this going to cost us? And then, but you know that when you do the right, but I love this whole idea that you don't have to do everything all at once. You can just make the decision look from today, the choices that we make are going to change. And because we've got this thing that needs to be upgraded, our, our hot water or the air conditioner or, you know, things are wearing out in the property, okay. let's just do the, let's start one by one to make better quality decisions and having a resource like Evertat there to help you to not need to do the PhD in order to make the yeah, better decision, exactly. right? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. Um, yeah, absolutely. There's no, um, you know, it's not a linear journey. I think, and, and to acknowledge really, it is a journey. It's a learning journey. Um, when we when we had, for example, the damages um, at our home in, in Queensland, um, I was, you know, thinking, oh, yeah, we just need insulation in, in the walls because they removed the walls um, just to make sure that we didn't cap um, basically encapsulated moisture within the walls um, structures. And, um, and I was really pushy at that time um, with the appointed builder, you know, to, to get insulation in and he didn't inform me. I wasn't educated enough to understand. Well, without a moisture barrier, you might actually create a bigger problem <laughs> down yeah. the than <laughs> what you have intended to improve. And now I know that, and um, I still don't know if they have put in any any insulation or not. <laughs> I'm actually <laughs> hoping they haven't because it might create more issues. Um, but I, you see, this is exactly where I think um, it doesn't matter. Once you are on that journey and once you have done one step, for example, um, and like I said, you know, it might start with a solar system, it might start with a hot water heat pump, or you are maybe further, like here, for example, around um, Victoria, and you are freezing cold in winter and you start off with, you know, insulation, adding insulation in your roof cavities or something. It's fine. And even if that's the only improvement you are investing in into that home, but knowing that it's captured and knowing that you can actually show it to a future buyer will create added value to it. And um, I'm so sure about this because we have um, certain 
like a, a changing landscape, I think. Um, there will be certain things coming in place, um, for example, around mandatory disclosure of climate risk. Um, we will that will shift really the perception of um, quality improvements around um, homes performance, energy performance. But in general, you know, have you added actually an addition um, to your thermal envelope? What is even a thermal envelope? Yeah. So we will have more of these conversations in future, what that means and how can I actually improve? And that's exactly, I think, um, where we contribute a platform which has a strong community, um, which is growing, which has uh, free webinars. The logbook is pretty much for free to start with. You can lock your improvements, you can um, use goals, and there will be a lot more coming in the next um, few months. And then in the end, whenever you're ready, you can then create um, a sustainable home report, which will be in future um, integrated with real estate platforms and really inform buyers in a comprehensive way um, what have you invested. And that can be um, translated definitely in property value. Hey, I love that. This episode is sponsored by EasyPay. EasyPay makes collecting PropTech payments easy. As one of Australia's leading subscription payment providers, EasyPay is helping real estate and PropTech businesses to improve rental collection rates, transform arrears management, and increase cash flow. Built for integration with a focus on partnerships, EasyPay's platform works seamlessly with your existing PropTech software, giving you access to industry-leading features that enable complex billing and settlement to support trustless business models. Discover the power of payment automation and leverage one of the first platforms to enable the Pay2 payment solution at easypay.com forward slash PropTech. The, the thing I, I want to just pull apart that real estate, the, you know, that that report that you would give to an agent, is that something that through Evertat as a homeowner, I can produce so that I can educate my agent? Or should I also be expecting agents to understand more about this space so that they can help me get the most for my home when I go to sell it with all of these credentials behind me? Yeah, so um, it is, I guess, both um, because when when we make these things um, more visible, even if if they are listed in a report, if we supply um, in the end, you know, also the evidence, um, install or installation certificates, and so on, this becomes um, not just additional information. We are also immediately um, actually increasing information, um, which is valuable for those ones who seek that information. And so far, we have heard even from um, the big real estate platforms, for example, that there is an increase actually in demand and um, search for, for certain sustainable criteria around homes. Mm -hmm. It'd be... Um, you know, like solar is very obvious, <laughs> but yeah. I've seen a lot of property listings where you see, for example, a um, hot water heat pump, but it's not mentioned anywhere, you know, mm. um, probably because the real estate agent doesn't know how to identify and what what's the difference between, 
you know, a gas hot water system and a hot water heat pump. I don't really think um, this is something to, to leave on a real estate agent's shoulder to validate that information entirely. Um, I think we should capture that information at the point of install or whenever um, that part happens, really. Um, mm -hmm. and, uh, is attributed actually to that particular property. Awesome. So that's exactly um, how the platform even works. Um, for example, let's say you order um, a hot water heat pump that all automatically goes into your um, like logbook as a client of that company and, and you can then continue even over time adding things, um, whatever you have done. But within the sustainable home criteria, let's say you have um, like two years down the track, you have renovated all your bedrooms and you have chosen um, complete VOC-free paints um, that can also be added in the logbook. So you are really creating that um, repository of information around it. And with that, you will showcase the improvement in um, energy efficiency maybe water efficiency, if you have emphasized on that as well. Um, and then there's a drawdown, of course, in operational carbon. Like I said, um, if you have made even um, specific material choices, that will also be captured and contributing also to embodied carbon. Fantastic. So, so we know there is talk of rating a, a residential rating system for energy efficiency of properties coming down the path and that's probably going to be upon us very quickly in the next sort of 12 18 months yeah i guess this is a Evertad is a fantastic tool to help homeowners understand how to go from a two-star rating up to a four-star rating or even up to a seven-star rating because my understanding is that there'll be about seven stars in it in the end um what what other advice would you give people, Sonia, who are who are looking to make a difference in their homes? Yeah, so look, I I think um, I would definitely um, like again. I think there's because I probably also changed my perspective a lot. Um, I uh, you know like if if I'm looking back twenty years. Um, like I had always this um, this tendency, you know, to love um, big spaces, in particular mid-century modern, and <laughs> like you know, there's so many influences. Um, but I I do think, you know, in particular when when you have a family and you have the first time that responsibility about. Um, a new life and you really want to make sure that the environment you're creating is healthy um, that brings in so many aspects you know and the way how you choose even um, the you know all the little things for for babies um, you you do put attention then as well into the living spaces and how they they are created with what kind of materials and how are they comfortable you know do you constantly need to um you know use for example um 
some additional um, strong heating sources or, or cooling sources to keep them comfortable? Or is that actually not required because we have a really well-performing home? I think um, we shouldn't also forget if if you have um, an underperforming home, it will it basically wastes your and drains all your plus more money, right? Exactly, it's such, such a waste, you know. And a lot of people are current in the current situation actually with the um, costs of living actually rising, they are already at at um, breaking point. And a lot of families are really suffering on, under that. Um, that means also there's, um, you know, rising depression and anxiety around um, not being financially stable. It can cause so much, actually, in, in terms of tensions between families and totally unnecessary because um, the homes should be actually a safe space and something which doesn't cost the earth. Um, I do use this sentence from... My um, very lovely um, colleague, um, Simona Schenker, who is a passive house architect, and um, she's such an expert, and she uses it in, in the sense, really, to, to think of affordability around your home. Mm-hmm. You don't necessarily need, um, you know, for, let's say, for um, four people household size, a huge area you need something which works well for you and you need something which um is affordable in the long run as well and if if you're facing every winter you know monthly costs of 500 to 800 dollars it's a huge um drain of of your um pocket money yeah Mm -hmm. so I think um, we need to consider these things and we need to have a little bit more awareness what actually a quality home is. Mm. And um, by creating this awareness, we immediately start also judging differently, I think, properties in the market. Yeah. And that will create then immediately also a demand on the real estate side um, for identifying these features and criteria in a better way. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. how I think we, we can pull these triggers um, on both sides and um, increasing the demand, transparency, and um, really delivering the right criteria to identify. Fantastic. So, Sonia, I could talk to you about this all day. Just just quickly, how many people are in your prop tech? How big are you guys um, on the basis that you are still very new? Yeah, so we are a small team of five here in Melbourne and we mm-hmm. have two overseas um, developers. Yeah. Um, and, and that's it pretty much um, at the moment. Um, we are planning actually to grow over the next 12 months with at least um, two additional staff members overlooking also sales and um, other areas. Mm-hmm. But for the moment, um, that's the size we are operating on. Okay. And um, yeah, it works. And your your co-founder, who's your who's your other co-founder? Yeah, so we have uh, so we are three co-founder. Um, mm-hmm. We have three party who is um, overlooking in particular our tech side of things, and then I'm into Fignia, who is overlooking in particular operation and business. So, and that works really well. Fantastic, fantastic. Well, look. Um, and what do you think is just to to wrap up? What, what's your roadmap? What do you see coming down the pipe that you guys are personally as Evertut going to be dealing with over the next sort of eighteen months to three years? 
Yeah, um, that that's a great question because um, we we were diving deep into this aspect. Um, we have already elements of you know asking, for example, for your postcode because we are mapping that against your climate zone, and we want to dive deep into the um, climate zone specific recommendations, um, and that will be empowered. Um, also with a huge knowledge base around um, with AI components and really um, enabling actually more profound um, climate zone relevant uh, recommendations. Um, with that comes also, you know, the aspect of um, local supply, for example, which we really want to support as well as best as possible. Um, but if if we have a local manufacturer and if the products are really great, um, why not, you know, giving them also um, the chance to grow with this growing demand in, in green building materials and renewable solutions? Mm-hmm. Like we have come across um, really great companies who are actually uh, manufacturing here in Australia. And um, I think with a very social responsible and equality model as well and I think um, once you are aware of that um, you have the opportunity really to support these companies and um, and they are enabling in some cases you know a complete shift from even you know previously maybe being um, fossil fuel depending in, in a certain industry and shifting now completely to renewables. Others are um, really um, investing into uh, biomaterials and um, fast regrowing supply, for example. I think these opportunities are really great and we should have um, an awareness around and really support these companies. Yeah, fantastic. Well, look, Sonia, it's been absolutely amazing talking to you today. Thank you so much for telling us about Evertat and congratulations again on your win <laughs> at the PropTech Awards recently. Um, and um, and great to hear about Evertat and how you're helping us make our homes more efficient and more affordable and more livable and also saving the planet. I think that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Thank, Thank you, you so much, Kylie. And um, yeah, it was a pleasure actually being interviewed by you and um, telling that story, of course. So what do you think of Evertat? Now, if you've ever done a renovation or a build, you will know the dizzying array of choices that you need to make about the style, about the design, about the materials. And it is really, really hard. I love Sonia's story about feeling like she was doing a PhD because I can totally relate. Just choosing by the colour, the style and the price, that isn't enough. But traditionally, it's been our only selection criteria. And there are some very big changes coming into this area. The CSIRO has been working on a new residential energy efficiency rating, which has got the working title NATERS, N-A-T-H-E-R-S. Bit hard, not doesn't roll off the tongue. They might need to work on it. But that will provide an energy star rating for every property across the country. 
Um, But the expectation is that the majority of Australia's existing housing built before the 1980s is likely to be around two stars, and that's out of a maximum of seven, and that's not good enough. It is going to be a hell of a shock to most homeowners, and my personal prediction is that we are about to head into a period of unprecedented demand for green and energy efficiency renovations. Now, in the near future, the interest rate that you pay for your mortgage and your insurance premiums will be determined by your home's energy efficiency rating. So the less efficient, the more expensive it is going to be to finance or to insure your homes. And that is going to be a big additional motivation to upgrade. And in the commercial property sector, there's been the neighbours rating system, which has been in place since the late 1990s, 1998, I think. And that was actually built here in Australia and it's providing now significant evidence that the higher the energy rating on a building, the higher the rents and the higher the quality of tenant. So there is a real financial incentive for us all to get this right. So the green credentials of our homes are going to be the new differentiators that determine the value of our properties and prop techs like Evertat are going to play an important role in helping us understand what do we need to do, in what order, how is it going to work and improve things. That's really going to help what we need to do to our homes to improve both their livability but also their value. Now, if you have enjoyed this episode of the PropTech Podcast, I would love you to tell your friends or drop me a line either via email, LinkedIn or on our Facebook page. You can follow this podcast on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Anchor and Apple iTunes. I'd like to thank my podcast producer, the fabulous Charlie Hollands, and our sponsors, Direct Connect, Making Moving Easy, Dynamic Methods, the name behind Forms Live, REI Forms Live and RealWorks, and the PropTech Association of Australia. Australia, Australia's industry body supporting the flourishing prop tech community. Now, if you're an Australian or a New Zealand prop tech who would like to be on the show, drop me a line via LinkedIn or Kylie at proptechassociation.com.au. Thanks, everyone. Until next time, keep on prop teching. Do you run a prop tech business or are you the founder of a prop tech? Make sure you join the Prop Tech Association of Australia. It's Australia's new not-for-profit association made up of tech people who are passionate about the property industry and committed to improving experiences in how we buy, sell, rent, manage, build and finance property. Joining will give you access to events and networks across Australia and globally to help you promote and grow your business. Go to proptechassociation.com.au and follow the prompts to join. Thank you.